Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Behind the Lines Week 16 Scores and Odds presented by Rotor Runners. As always, joined by at Ryan Reed. I'm Dean. Uh, Ryan. Let's talk about last week. Let's talk about the entire season. You're still holding up your uh, your outstanding record. What do we have? Show the people uh, how good we've been doing so far this year. I say we, but it's you. Bouncing along, not going backwards. I think that's the most important part. Uh, last week was a little bit of a bumpy road once again, but we we were just a few late breaks away from going the other way a few units. So came out the windows with eight and seven. Not bad. Total for the season is now 126, 89 and six. We're still cruising along at 58.6%. We've made over 220 wagers. Let's find 15 or 20 more this week, Dean. Yeah, it's uh, it's week 16. I don't know why I'm explaining the rules and how the show goes, but if y'all are not aware, we're going to go through every single game this week and give a take. Mostly we'll give a take. Every once in a while, Ryan will uh, he'll abstain. It's fair because, you know, we're doing this on a, on a Thursday afternoon and goofy stuff's abound. There's some weather. I'm, I'm not sure if you've heard, right? If you heard, there's weather out there this week. I guess there's always weather, but there's weather that's worth noting. It's uh, it's windy and it's cold many places, some really, really low totals. We also want to mention, stick around at the end, we're going to bring in the futures guru. That is Zach Price, uh, Zachonomics. Going to give you some takes as far as some NFL future bets. Curious to hear his take. So we're going to go through uh, all 16 games. We'll bring Zach in as well and get his takes as far as his thoughts on some NFL futures that are still out there. First game on the docket Thursday night. Woof. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Jets. We're looking at a very, very low total here because weather, as I said, is is rough. 36 and a half is the total right now. Jacksonville at uh, at New York, two and a half is the line. The Jets are laying two and a half. Uh, Chief meteorologist Kevin Roth, I pulled up his weather report. You don't know how he does his weather. Like the worst, the, the ones you really have to be alarmed about is like when it's red. We have a couple red games. This one is red. Um, temperatures in the 40s, you know, uh, rain, heavy gusts as far as winds. Sustained winds, 15 to 20 miles per hour. Wind gusts, 30 to 35 miles per hour. Just ugly weather overall. Go to RunnerGunners.com and check out Kevin Ross' weather reports for the most updated weather. But uh, do want to know, I did want to reference that. That's one of the reasons why the total is so low. Ryan, your take as far as uh, Jacksonville and the Jets on a Thursday night? It is Thursday. We're on a short week. It's the same as every other week, Dean. Rinse and repeat. We wanted to go with the over, but you know what? I think, or I mean, sorry, the under. Uh, I think I might swerve here a little bit. Uh, this this under has gotten beat down uh, all the way from a 43 open. We're now down in the 36s. Th- this was just 37 and a half about an hour and a half ago before we, we prepped up for the show. Um, Jacksonville is four and two against the spread in their last six. They're four and over to the over in their last four. They're on a run. Both of these teams do still need to win. I had written down under on this one. We're going to swerve. We're going to swerve. We're going to go with a player prop in this game. And everything you just said about the wind, we're going to keep the ball on the ground. It's going to be tough to score. 
We're going to snag this Michael Carter rushing yards prop that is overly loved by the parlay IQ with a 76% hit rate. Sorry, that's a double percent. (laughs) (laughs) So this number's already moving. I've seen it bump up to 23 and a half, maybe even the 24s right now. Uh, At worst case scenario, you're going to be able to come back on this in the mid to upper 20s and maybe hope for a middle. We do have them projected at 29 yards. So I'm just going to take this differential right now, and I think this is the best in for the game. Uh, he does only get about five carries a game, but let's hope that it's uh, six to eight today. And, you know, this is always one of those props where you slip one run for 15, 20 yards, and we are home free early. So that is going to be my pick for this game. And we can go right on down the list and move on because I have nothing else in that one unless you wanted to add. No, it's going to be ugly. A lot of stack boxes and just uh... – yeah, a lot of rain, a lot of wind, probably not a lot of fun to watch, but yeah, I, I I like the idea of picking a running back and hopefully, you know, the number is low enough where, like you said, one decent run and you're pretty much there. Vikings are at home versus the Giants. Vikings coming off that uh, the greatest comeback in NFL history, down 33 nothing to Matt Ryan. Uh, one of the few games this week where we have no weather to worry about, of course, they're in a dome. Three and a half point favorites at home versus the Giants. 47 and a half is the total. I believe Minnesota has now locked up their division. Um, all right. Yeah. So Vikings at home versus the Giants. Not a huge number. Again, kind of disrespectful if you consider their record, but also the, the Vikings have been kind of frauds all season long, right? Not the Giants are great. Well, I'm with you there. So Minnesota is a team that does not cover the spread. It doesn't matter if they're at home or the road. They do somehow manage to always squeeze out a money line and just never seem to get past the three or the four. Um, I'm going to take the same approach this week. New York Giants are five and one, five and one against the spread in their last six. They're eight and two in their last ten as the dog. Um, this team is is going to perform. I don't know that I really want to mess with the over under here this week. I'm just going to take New York Giants plus the four. You got four? Okay, I saw three and a half, but I guess you can chop around. Yeah, I think there's some fours here still. Let's refresh the screen just to be sure. Some of these. Oh, we'll take the four and a half. Oh, you got four and a half there. Take the hook. Yeah, DK, you get four and a half. I like it. This is the I didn't, this is kind of the battle of the frauds, right? Two of the more fraudulent teams this season when you look at the records? Yeah, sort of. Well, the Vikings just really winning all winning all those close games make me feel like they could be just as susceptible to losing close games. Yeah. And the Giants with their – the way that they just – I don't know what it is. They always play every game close, and they always seem to be there. So – I'm, I'm just going to take that. And they're also covering the the spread like a machine, whether it's home or the road. Uh, Saints-Browns, 32 and a half Ooh. is the over-under. <laughs> the Browns are minus two and a half. The Saints out of the dome uh, into Cleveland. Cleveland, again, has a red, just like ja- the Jets in Jacksonville. We're talking about uh, 25 to 30 mile per hour sustained wins. Wind gusts 40 to 50. Um, snow pregame or early game as well. Deep passes and field goals, they're going to be really, really difficult. And that's before considering how bad these quarterbacks are. Um, I guess Watson theoretically has some talent. Andy Dalton on the back nine for sure. Um, yeah, man, this is another one that's not going to be a lot of fun. I, well, at least if you like offense, maybe watch a different game. How, how do you feel about this 32? <laughs> I think they can't make it lower, so they won't. Like, but like, if this if this game ends like I was gonna say nine six, but that assumes you know five field goals. If this game ends like ten seven, are you surprised? Mm. 
I, yeah, I will be a little bit. It's just so low. It's so low. Okay. Do yeah. you, you did you did say 40 to 50 mile an hour wind gusts. What was the sustained wind on that? 25 to 30. Oh, man, so it makes a lot of sense. And it, this number is still getting hammered. It was, it was, there was only maybe 132 on the board earlier. <laughs> it's down to 31 and a half now. Um, but they can't okay. make it lower. I mean, can they make it lower? I don't know. Can they make it they, lower? They can't and they shouldn't. I mean, Parlay IQ is squarely disagreeing massively with a 68% chance out of 5,000 simulations. Well, what, 48, 49.83. Um, I'm not going to mess with this under. If it yeah. keeps moving down, I'm, I'm coming back on and over. I hear the wind, but this this might be the lowest total I think I've ever seen. It's definitely the lowest total we've seen this year. So it's going to be, um, you know, a lot of runs, right? Chubb looks like he's good to go for what it's worth. I feel like I saw a note that he's expected to play this week on a Thursday. Cleveland has a horrible run defense, so I guess a lot of Alvin Kamara, I suppose. Hopefully not too much David Johnson, who's still in the league. Good for him. Taysom Hill uh, for 60 for a touchdown. Who's it? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that can happen as well. Oh, he's gonna—he's—he's he's gonna get involved in this game. It's something goofy, some kind of gadget you play, for sure. They're—they're gonna, they're gonna dial something up with him. Um, so for right now, my official position is—is is I'm still gonna—I'm still gonna take that over thirty-one and a half for now. Well, I'll just take the thirty-two and save the eight cents. Six. I didn't see thirty. It's thirty-one and a half also. Right here on Bet Rivers, it just—it just moved. This was. These were all. 32 or 32 and a half I earlier. This is this is the first 31 I've seen. They're the first one. It's like a game of chicken. Like, is anybody else going to follow and drop it down to 31 and a half? We'll see. It depends on what this number gets juiced to, and then they'll get to say, no, never mind. The Detroit Lions are out of the dome in Carolina. Detroit's a two and a half point favorite. 43 and a half is a total. All things considered, weather's pretty good in Carolina. Um, you know, it's not miserable or whatever. It's going to be cold, but but not a lot of wins. And that's the most important thing as far as affecting scoring. Wins affect things much more than uh, actual, like, cold weather. Uh, Detroit out of the dome. We talked about this last week, and I think it was a – this is the stat I was trying to pull up about golf out of the dome or Detroit in general. It's like his touchdowns. Like, all of his touchdowns are at home, essentially. Okay. I mean, not all of them, but, you know, a good percent – way too many of them if you do, like, a theoretically 50-50, but it's not even close to that. So, uh, Detroit. They are, let's see, I'm, I'm pulling up the 538 as far as the chances of Detroit making the playoffs. There's still plenty live, 40% chance to make the playoffs. Carolina, Carolina theoretically, because they're in a terrible division, 20% chance to make the playoffs, 20% chance to win the division. You win that division at 5-9, and nine, you know, you're in the playoffs. And you, um, don't you have some live tickets, like 35-1 to as far as that happening? 24 on, on Carolina, and, you know, Tampa Bay can definitely slip and let that happen. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's they're pretty bad too. We'll talk about them soon enough. What's uh, what's our official take here as far as Detroit versus Carolina in Carolina? Just to wrap that last conversation in a bow, I'd say New Orleans probably has a better chance here. Uh, Carolina is just not good. Detroit has been covering every single week seven zero and one against the spread in the last eight. They are out of the dome, but they have something to play for. They're theoretically still alive for a playoff position. Nobody really wants to lose right now. Just, I think I'm just going to take – I'm going to take the Lions minus two and a half and the under 44. Okay. Uh, next game on the docket, Bengals. Bengals are in New England. Uh, Vegas is kind of throwing their hands up on this one. A three-point line, essentially saying they're more or less the same. Uh, 41 and a half is the total. Cincinnati uh, losing the three. Oh, no, never mind. My bad. New England's getting the three, of course. That doesn't make any sense what I was saying before. Apologies. 
So New England at home getting three, and the total is 41 and a half. What's our lean? Uh, our lean is Cincinnati minus three. Uh, let's see. We, Cincinnati's 11 and three against the spread. They're 13, five and one to the under. We've been pretty much betting Cincinnati and their spread every week. We did it again against Tampa Bay. And I actually ended up betting Cincinnati live when Tampa Bay was up, what, 16 to nothing? Uh, I think I only ended up getting them at like plus 10. I couldn't get any extra points, but plus 10 was enough when they ended up coming back and winning. So uh, that's my favorite entering this is going to be Cincinnati minus three and maybe would dabble with an over-under, but I'll wait on that one. So just for right now, it's Cincinnati minus three. This is kind of wild when you consider it's the Bills. The Bills in Chicago, I know the Bears offense is pretty inept, but the Buffalo Bills are in a game that has a 40 and a half total, which seems kind of wild. Again, there's some weather as well, too, as far as the issues. Not as bad as some of the other spots. Uh, Buffalo's also laying eight and a half. Roth, uh, he's deemed this one an, organ, an orange. Uh, sustained winds around 20 miles per hour, gust at 35. No falling precipitation, but could see more blowing snow and temperatures around 10 degrees. Feels like the temperature will be negative 10. But uh, most concerning, 20 mile per hour winds, 30, 35 as far as the gusts. Buffalo versus Chicago. And Chicago, like, you know, they can't wait really for the ball in the dome. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Buffalo versus the Bears, where are we at? I'm just going to skip. It's double-digit spread. Oh, mm, yeah. I don't like I don't like the... Well, it's eight and a half now, right? It is, it is. But this is a wind game. So, you know, Chicago is not great. I don't expect a ton of points. I, I At some point, do you think the Bills are going to relax and maybe stop being as successful on offense by not letting Josh Allen run late here in the season when things are locked up? Or do they really need to push right now for position? He has not thrown, for the record, like passing yards-wise. has not been spectacular. Since they, the ACL. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's a correlation thing or just like a – that's just, you know, coincidence, but it is interesting. It's six weeks now. I think we're starting to get more to a correlation than a coincidence. I feel like we're going to find something out in the offseason. Like, it's, it was worse than we were let on. Uh, let's see. 538's got the Bills. They're already locked into the playoffs. They have a 99% chance of winning the division, and they have a 49% chance of getting a first-round bye. Um, Kansas City, they're chasing Kansas City. Kansas City's got a 39% chance. Of course, only one team gets that first round by. So Buffalo still is incentivized. Uh, you know, they would obviously need Kansas City to stumble at some point. I guess they're both they're both 11 and 3. Oh, you know what? Maybe Buffalo controls their own destiny, right? Because they have the highest percentage. They probably do. Uh, they have 49%. Kansas City's got 39%, and the Bengals have the other 12. So it's only one of those three teams that can get it. And the Bengals have one loss on both those teams. So I'm guessing, if I'm reading this right, that Buffalo just have to win out and they get the, they get the one seed. And I feel like they can win this one with their foot off the gas. And Chicago maybe just puts up a low total, period. Interesting player prop. I don't know what the number is, but just it's worth noting, Justin Fields is openly talking about the record for most rushing yards for a quarterback. Uh, I think he's like 200 and change short. I, I'm not sure what that number is, but I feel and like he's got nobody to pass the ball to, and like it's not. How many? How many ball. yards can he run after he gets his rib broken in the first quarter? Because that's well, what's going to happen after you make that statement. Well, you know, I don't have that ability. I know people like to think <laughs> they control the world with their words sometimes, but <laughs> he can at least ability. slide though. He can slide, so he maybe can avoid it and get some penalties along the way. I assume he's like 
what there's no reason for them to play fields unless he was like healthy enough to play. Like I, they wouldn't push it. I don't think mm. they're mathematically eliminated. They're three and 11 theoretically. Uh, but it, yeah. But he already became like an elite rushing QB. I just joined what Michael Vick and one other person in, in some category, the thousand yard rusher. Is that what it was? Was like Steve Young in that? I'm trying to I mean, this is marketing. They're selling tickets and jerseys, in my opinion. So you know, I think they'll, I think they'll keep running it. You're not selling any tickets this week in Chicago. Nobody's going to this. Nobody wants. Well, not this week for the future. And all the records he can garner is just going to help them with that. I guess. Hey, we still suck, but come watch him run. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just like I last have... week, Latavius was old, but they had no other choice. You know, I did have a little Latavius Murray in Daily Fantasy. I know that's how the show is, but I did hold my nose and play a little bit Latavius Murray. Uh, speaking of holding your nose, uh, the Texans are playing the Titans. The 1-12-1 Texans are in Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee 7-7. Seven and seven. They are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, another low total, 35-and-a-half. Tannehill's basically done over the season, speaking of running quarterbacks. Uh, Malik Willis will be taking over. But, like, this game is all about Derrick Henry. I'm sure you've heard this. Everybody talks about this, how he absolutely just annihilates, pummels, smashes, whatever your ad simple choice is when it comes to facing the Texans. Basically gets, like, 200 yards on the ground per game, which is insanity. He and, has 1,000 in his last five, I believe, is what I read, yes. Yeah, and that's – I mean, that's going to be – look, I don't, I'm don't. i not privy to the, the, the game plan. I'm not in the meetings, but I'm pretty sure the Tennessee game plan is let, let's give the ball – to uh, you know, to Derrick Henry, and let's dare Houston to stop us. And guess what? Spoiler alert: they're not going to stop him. I don't think so. Nah. Uh, I don't like this game. This is going to be a pass game. But like you were saying, the only thing I thought I might be interested in, so I came over here to see if these props had come out yet, which they have not. Uh, you're probably going to have to combine like an alternate rushing total with a Derrick Henry touchdown to get close to even money. But I think <laughs> yeah. his prop is going to be so high. I don't, I don't think it'll be under a hundred yards. Uh, so if you want to get him down to even a hundred yards in the TD, I think that's probably the only thing I would play for this game. I, I was looking at uh, Derek Cardi, the blitz. I was, you know, his projection is medium projection this week. I was looking at it yesterday and I, I don't, I don't want to misquote it. Now I want to, it was somewhere like 110 or 112, which, you know, that's an astronomical number. Uh, you know, just to guess. As well, immediate, that makes sense. I was expecting a 110, 115. 118. There you go. That's the current number. Um, I don't know what the Vegas number is right now, but it's probably maybe – it's probably around there, like 110, like you said. Uh, it's too would, high for me. And I would also guess that even though Tennessee's got a, t- a team total less than 21, that it's probably – Worse than even money for for Henry to score. Oh, it's minus minus one sixty is what we just had right here. Oh, okay, I didn't see that. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, geez, yeah. yeah so that's what I'm saying. Kind of You're definitely going to have to do a hundred yards and the minus one sixty to be at like a plus one hundred bet. Yeah, you're saying that Derrick Henry versus Houston's not sneaking sneaking up on anybody. Uh no, that one's definitely out in front of everyone. Seahawks at the Chiefs. Seahawks are getting ten. Uh, 48.5 is the total here. Um, double digits for Seattle. Seattle's obviously overachieved this season. Kansas City still with plenty to play for as well, chasing down Buffalo, trying to get that one seed. Do you have a strong lean here, or is it just not one of those where you just, you know, don't feel great about it? We're going back to that double-digit dog. I can't I can't help myself. So Seattle's 0-5 against the spread in their last five. I'm going to just wipe that out. Kansas City is 5-1 and one to the under at home. They let people hang around, and they're not closing them out at home. 
Um, maybe that's because their spreads end up being so large when they're at home. And I'm going to go ahead and come right from that angle. I like the Seattle plus 10, and uh, that's my ride for this game. All right. If you like offense, maybe avoid the Atlanta Falcons in Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens are six-point favorites. 35-and-a-half is the total. Tyrell Huntley expected to be the quarterback this week again. I think Lamar was officially ruled out. Uh, listen, yeah, pretty sure Lamar's been ruled out. It's going to be Huntley versus Desmond Ritter. Get excited. 35-and-a-half is the total. You're getting six. Atlanta out, outside the dome. What's our lean here? Well, my lean is gone. My lean is I'm not going to play this game for all the reasons you just mentioned and all those fantastic quarterbacks you just mentioned. <laughs> However, right before the show, there was a minus six and a half and a plus seven and a half available. You were either going to give up 10 cents or 15 cents or hit both. And that would have been my my favorite play for this game. Since that's gone, we're going to skip the middle and just go move down the line. But what it's worth, Roth is a little bit murky as far as his um, forecast in this one. Cold uh, upper teens, but models right now are currently split on winds. Uh, broad brush for it to be like 10 to 20 miles per hour as of right now, but there's a chance that we end up seeing winds more like 20 plus mile per hour, and therefore he would up the risk. Just kind of, I guess, note that, I suppose. So maybe if that happens, this total would dip as well. So if you do like the, the under, stay tuned uh, if there's somebody out there listening for that. But uh, otherwise, we shall move on. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. The Commanders. The Commanders in San Francisco, they are getting seven points. Uh, San Fran is a seven-point favorite. 37.5 is the total. You know, another low number. I'm assuming this isn't like a major weather game. It's just that San Fran's got a good defense. Uh, You know, Washington's offense is pretty inept. And uh, there you go. That's that, yeah. What's, uh, What's our take here? I think the take is, as I've become a full San Francisco homer in the last two weeks, I own Kyle Shanahan, coach of the year at 40 to one. Oh, wow. I got some I got some Brock Purdy, offensive rookie of the year at 20 to one. Um, that was really I didn't think he had enough time to do it. And I actually basically had an argument with somebody about how I thought it was sort of silly. And he was like, he didn't exist a week or two ago. And they put him up here at 20 to one. Just, just put in a little something and see what happens. He's already down to seven. So either way, all that being said, I'm leaning San Francisco. San Francisco, let's see, Washington, 9-2-1 to the under. But San Francisco's 6-1 and one in their last seven against the spread. 9-2 and two in their last 11 at home. I get that that has been – that's really, it's been rotating quarterbacks. It hasn't mattered who they were playing to, to get that record against the spread at home. And I'm, I think we have a 64% projection out of uh, Parlay IQ simulators for San Francisco minus seven. I'm, you can't talk me off this ledge. I think I'm just going to die on this hill. San Francisco minus seven. On the fly, you got me curious about the offensive uh, rookie of the year. I'm trying to think who like, the competition is. because it feels uh, like- Garrett Wilson. Oh, sorry to cut you off there. It's, it's no. Garrett Wilson. And then it went to uh, what Damian Pierce from Houston. And then now it's Brock Purdy is in third at seven to one. Wow, that's a terrible pool. Um, yeah. I guess exactly. Garrett, I guess Garrett Wilson's the best option, but he's well. The second he, Mike White got hurt, that one started to like lose steam. And he also like did he not play or play very little or didn't do much like the first five weeks of the season or something like that. Um, he has he has the other Wilson throwing to him. I was on live locks with Grant earlier, and he says he likes uh, Garrett Wilson's unders tonight, and he, the same reasons because the other Wilson has returned to throw the ball. 
Yeah, and the weather, obviously a disaster, the combination of those two. Maybe like that'll help him because like he's intending to throw at a certain spot and the weather's and it's gonna be wrong and the wind's gonna move it to the right spot. Maybe it works it works backwards against you. I suppose that's one way to argue against it, but yeah. Um man, the offensive players this year are the rookie offensive players are pretty terrible. I didn't realize how bad that pool was. Yeah. So I mean if Brock goes <clears throat> undefeated, I think it's actually a possibility. So it'll be five games that he plays. Uh, started five, played six. Okay. Because Jimmy got hurt in the beginning of one. So that doesn't count as his start, but it does count as, you know, he, he did win that game, essentially. Um, Pier- Pierce got hurt. Like he's, he's done for the year, and he's also a Texan. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like this stuff. I like the case you're making. Is yeah. there anybody else we're missing that could be? Not that it could leapfrog him, from my opinion. Drake London's, like, been – he's fine, but, like, he's hampered by a terrible quarterback. Just they run the ball all the time. You, you, Mr. Irrelevant has never won a game in the NFL until this kid. I mean, I'm sure they would love <laughs> to just like ride this train. He's a quarterback. Everybody's on it. He's going to get all this exposure. He's going to make the playoffs on a team whose Super Bowl odds still keep declining. Like they're down to like six and a half to one to, to win the Super Bowl. He's also got a good name. Like Brock Purdy yeah, sounds like a guy. Like, you know, if I'm writing a screenplay, you know, and I'm writing it's about like a, a great quarterback, the name of my Is, character. His nickname wrote itself for sure. <laughs> um, you, you talked me into it, and more than anything, it's like the the competition is pretty terrible around them. Somebody's got to get it. They can't just say like we're not giving it out this year. Sure. All right, um, we're done with the other commanders in San Francisco. Let's talk about the Eagles and the Cowboys. You know, worst kept secret is that Jalen Hurts is not going to play this game. Yeah, I guess he's not officially ruled out, but come on, it's not happening. Uh, uh, I believe he is officially ruled out now. Oh, is he? Okay, then I missed. I know he's missed several practices. My bad. Uh, five and a half is the line now, and Fox is furious. This game no longer means anything because they're very excited about this game. A lot of smack talk as far as this game, but you know, a- after the way things have developed, the way season's gone, you know, Philadelphia is basically cruising in. Dallas at home's got to lay five and a half to an Eagles team that's really good. Of course, Gardner Mishu is uh, taking over a quarterback there, and the total is forty-seven and a half. Um. Yeah, I'm curious uh, your thoughts here because I actually have a take here. I am going to be very curious to hear your take. You pretty much laid the path here. You, you said a lot of things. Minshew mania is not going to be something I'm chasing this week. Um, I really would have been interested in an over if these teams were both healthy. Um, without that, I'm just going to avoid this game. No hurts, no bet is what my note says. And then I went back and crossed off this game once I saw that hurts was out. I think Philadelphia has a lot of good players outside of their quarterback, you know, and like a lot like their, their lines are, are good. Their defense overall is good. Their, their skill position players are solid. I think they're a well-coached team. Uh, you know, obviously this is a really, this is a rivalry where two teams don't like each other. I think it's too many points. We saw Dallas scuffle versus Houston. Minshew seems like a serviceable backup. Um, you know, I like Hertz, but we're not, Hertz isn't like this quarterback that, you know, obviously he has a dual threat and he adds an extra element, but, this isn't like, you know, Mahomes or Josh Allen not playing. And Minshew, if you're going to power rank backup quarterbacks, is probably in the, you know, he's on the family feud board, right? He's competent. I think it's too many points. I just think it's too many points. Uh, give, give me the points. I like the Philadelphia side. I could agree with you there. The only thing I would say about the Minshew thing is, is I guess I'm going more with like, Hertz has been playing with Devonta Smith since college. Him and AJ really seem to click right away. Now, of course, part of that's because you can just chuck it to AJ and AJ just wins all the matchups. So if that's how Gardner can do it, then that'll work out. But I'm not, I would, I don't want to bank on his timing being exceptional. 
on the road in Dallas against a good team who also has a good defense. And Dallas doesn't seem like they have this great home advantage. Like it's a cool like place, you know, to have a football game. But as as home field advantages goes, it's, it feels like that's like the quietest hundred thousand people. Just just watching on TV. Just, and that's my perspective. Whatever. We'll move to- on. Totally fine with that because I had to watch them win forever with Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, and Troy Aikman when I was a kid. Oh, you would go to those games as a child in Dallas? Uh, no, 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 no. I lived oh. in Philly, so I would go oh, to the Eagles nice. games. But yeah, it was annoying to have a team in the division that you hated so much be so good at the time. So I don't mind their losing now, and I don't care how quiet it is there. Raiders, Steelers, uh, 39 is the total here. Pittsburgh, slight favorite at home, two and a half point favorite. Uh, two teams that I believe are they mathematically eliminated? Or 0.4% chance for Pittsburgh to make the playoffs. Uh, 6% chance for the Raiders to make the playoffs, but basically playing out the string, not officially mathematically eliminated. Um, yeah, Raiders at Pittsburgh, two storied franchises who are pretty irrelevant this year. What's our take? A relevant game. This is the first one that, you know, neither team really has anything to play for. We're going to start getting to that point here in the season. And I think the next next week we'll probably have maybe some more games like this. And then the weeks after, I'm not even sure if we're really going to run down a show. Um, this is just going to be a skip. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Packers, another team that's like mathematically got a shot, but probably not. They are in Miami. Uh, Miami is laying three and a half. Big boy total. I think it's the biggest total on the board this week, 50 and a half. Do we have a take as far as this one? Total's too high now. It moved way too many points. It's out in front of us. If you're going to do anything, you wait till the number stops and start coming back on it. Um, Man, why is there so much Green Bay love? They're a national team. But I guess Miami's kind of a national team too, right? Sort of, a little bit. I think Miami's like five and two against the spread at home. Miami definitely needs to win. I mean, Miami's close to not even making the playoffs if they lose two games. And and either one of those other teams, the Patriots or the Jets, put together two wins. Um, that's 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 a long way to fall from opening the season like seven and zero or whatever it ended up being. It's six and one. They they were doing pretty well in the beginning, weren't they? They got to a good start, and a lot of people will talk about how how uh, um, unfair their home field advantage happens to be. You know, the humidity starting mm-hmm. the season, and they put the opposing team in the sun, and they're baking at like thirty degrees hotter, which is like hundred degrees over there, and they're in the they're in the shade with with their fans, right? Um, Let me ask yeah. you a question. Yeah, is Aaron Rodgers playing football next year? I think so. Me too, uh, and I think he wants to win this game. I think the other que- the question is, is he playing for Green Bay? I do not think so. Oh, okay. Follow-up question. Do, have you thought this all the way through? Like, where's it, Indianapolis? Like, where's the most likely destination for him? Well, actually, I thought it was going to be San Francisco. But <laughs> that oh. all depends on what happens with Mr. Purdy. But how could you? How could you? I mean, the, the kid would have to win you the title this year to not replace him with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, people want to make Purdy the next Brady. It just sort of lines up that way, right? You know, it gets a, his opportunity. High. What's Sell that? high? Sell high? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? He, he could be, a, a, you know, this could be a splash in the pan, whatever you want to say it. And, you know, Shanahan's a really good coach that puts his players in good positions to win. And you could say he's a system quarterback if you want to do that. Like in Garoppolo, it's another guy. It's like if you throw Garoppolo on, I don't know, the Rams, you think the Rams are any better? <laughs> 
Probably not. Uh, slightly, because Garoppolo just makes fewer mistakes than uh, Baker. Yeah, but I mean, you, you understand the point I was making. I was just picking a team and throwing a dart, but um, yeah, it'll be. I'll, I'll be curious to see where Rodgers goes uh, because he's so it's it's rare you have a quarterback or even any player stick with a team for what 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Don't see it too often, but I wouldn't be surprised either if he moved on. I think all the old men are on the move, but we can talk about that later. So I really do love this parlay IQ tool. And they seem to really love Green Bay to cover this spread on the road. Um, I'm going to – I'll jump on this plus four and see where that goes. I can always work my way out of it later. So my confidence level here isn't real high. But I do think Aaron Rodgers is trying to at least close out the year looking decent to try and put some film together (laughs) and show that he's not dead in dust to get another job or at least come back and be, like, justified of his salary. Uh, speaking of dead and dust, we got uh, Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos at the Rams. Um, I mean, if I would have told you this line was 36 and a half at the start of the season, you'd be like, what happened? How? Like in the dome, 36 and a half? But here we are. Uh, Rams are getting three points. 36 and a half is the total. Um, I just vote not to watch this. This is on Christmas, by the way. I should have mentioned the three-game Christmas slate has started. The very first one is Miami. This is the second one in the middle. Broncos at the Rams. Merry Christmas. What do you like? Uh, the best Christmas present of all. <laughs> if it never hits again all season, who cares? We hit it once. We've almost hit it twice. We missed out by like 28 seconds in Baltimore there. This might be another no touchdowns game. Oh. These teams are just bad. It's just bad. What's Do we have a lot? It's usually like 80 to 1 or something like that. We talked about this last week. Yeah, and I actually talked Grant into doing it for tonight's Thursday night game on the uh, live lock show earlier I like today. That. So, yeah, we actually uh, we did a tie-tie and no touchdowns tonight. So if it stays close, you can get out the door 49 to 1 for a tie-tie, and then we did find 75 to 1 for a no touchdown tonight. And then I got 508 to 1 to just put both of those together for giggles. I lo- um, How much can you put down on 508 to 1? What, what are they, 20 bucks? What did you put down? 500, they were taking uh, 150. All right, yeah. And just so for those that don't know, tie ties like what you would guess. It's a tie at the halftime it's, and a tie at end yeah. of regulation, correct? Yep, it is a uh and and a halftime end of regulation parlay, technically, I believe is the tab that FanDuel has it under. And it does have the end of the tie. Just go to go to overtime. Just go to overtime. Yeah. We did actually have that one that ended up tie, tie, tie. And I was like, wow, wish they would have put that up, but it didn't didn't matter. That was uh Giants Washington. So this game's awful. I, I don't really want to bet anything other than the fun, no touchdowns or tie tie. You with me on that one? I yes. Watch it as long as uh, this, uh, if you're going to watch it, just root for no scores and you're going to be happy because it's probably not going to happen. We'll see. Uh, the nightcap on Christmas night, uh, another old Tom Brady who might be on the move allegedly, according to some allegations being made in the show. Uh, you inferred um, they're losing or uh, giving up eight points tonight. Imagine that this Bucks team. Laying eight points on the road. How bad does the opposing team have to be? Well, you have to be uh, the Arizona Cardinals and starting Trace McSorley of uh, Penn State. Uh, 39 and a half is a total in the dome again. 39 and a half in a dome with two offenses that were supposed to be good. But here we are, week 16. What's our uh, what's our lead? This game is ugly, too. Um, <laughs> I don't trust the Buccaneers. Uh, there's There's a shot. And they looked better. Didn't they look better? Like uh, they got some players back. Godwin came back and then it took a week there. But now they they did look better last week, but they still don't look 
the same or good, I don't want to say. No. Um, so how bad do you have to be to give up eight points in your own house? <laughs> I'll tell you. You have to be 1-12 and 12 in your last 13 at home against the spread. But what did we get rid of? There's no Call of Duty extra points weekend to like get get in the way here. We don't have to start Colt McCoy because he's the veteran backup. McSorley could turn this game on its head. I, I kind of want to play Arizona plus the eight. Are you a, a college football guy? Do you know much about his whereabouts Penn State? In Penn State? I, I only because I was a Penn State fan, yeah. But no, okay. I mean he's not he's not great from what I recall. Am I wrong there? I'm not a college ball guy. I can't really speak to it, but I was, he can run a little bit. At least yes, he's going to run and that's going to, it's going to mess thing. It's going to scramble some stuff up. I think, I think they can actually cover this eight at home. Yeah. Oh, wait, I thought the way you were talking, I thought you were like saying how terrible Arizona is, but. Well, they are. Know. That's why they're, that's why there's like heavy, <laughs> heavy dogs at home here, but I don't think the Buccaneers are a team that I can get behind at a minus eight on the road. They're just not good. I, they, they could lose this yeah. game outright. And and if I feel that way, then I, I'm just going to take the, the home dog with those points. I think you're supposed to take the points and, you know, just hold your nose. For, for what it's worth, um, I believe Parlay IQ has like a 60% chance of Arizona to cover an eight. Oh, it's down to 56. Did you have some weather sneak up on me there? <laughs> 55% chance it, to go over dome, 40. So I don't think so. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Arizona plus this eight. It might be in one of these stadiums. It might be Arizona that has like side panels that can they can open side panels up sometimes. I'm not sure if it's Arizona. Maybe it's a uh, Vegas or the Rams. I don't recall which one it is, but um, you know, not that that matters. But just, you mentioned that I was thinking like a dome game. Every once in a while, uh, side panels can mess stuff up just a little bit incrementally. Uh, Chargers, Chargers at the Colts, another dome game. Colts uh, coming off that game where they absolutely uh, blew a 33-point lead. And now they are getting four and a half points at home versus the Chargers. 45 and a half is a total. But, like, you know, per Chargers rules, they this game's going to be within a touchdown, right? It's supposed to be. That's how, that's how it goes. Indeed, indeed. Um, there's two good things we saw from the Colts. The ability to actually score points and the ability to give them back. I like that. <laughs> so the Chargers have also sort of gotten all their pieces back. Their offense is clicking. I think they're going to start. They'll, they'll probably be, what, above 24 points a game from here forward with that offense? I think so. Yeah, me too. So I, I like this over. And I see that we still have a 45. I think I was willing to. No, that 45 was there earlier. The 45 at DK minus 110 was was my play for this game. Um and mostly for, for those reasons I'm stating, I, I think the Colts are giving up more points with Saturday. I actually didn't look too deep into that. It was just sort of a gut feeling here over the recent games. Um, how sad is it to be Matt Ryan right now? You gave up that 28-3 to <laughs> in the Super Bowl, and then you became the first team to give up a 33-point lead and lose? That's a tough break. Either way. His wife um, was even trolling him on Twitter. It was pretty funny, I saw. Oh, well, uh, you got to make it fun. So that was at least nice for on her part. Uh, Nick Foles uh, of, of your Philadelphia Phillies, Philadelphia Phillies, Philadelphia Eagles uh, is going to be quarterbacking. And, and he got benched. That was the other part of it. I'm not sure if you're finishing that or insinuating that, but he got benched as well. I think he said enough. Like he, This might be it for Matt Ryan. I mean, I don't know if, he, if the XFL is looking in or not, but He's I can't watching. imagine anybody considering it. He had a good career. Good for him. Good run. Tom Brady be looks better than Matt Ryan. I'll still give him that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I don't know if Foles is much of a downgrade. It might actually be an upgrade. You know, he's a little more mobile, obviously. Deep shots. More juice. Yeah, I I, I think uh, it's probably better. Uh, they lost think, Jonathan Taylor as well, too, for what it's worth. I he's think it's good for the overs. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you got anything else as far as this game, as far as the entire slate? I know we're bringing Zach in in a second. Uh, Zach, uh, Zach I'm just going to close out with the – bets that I actually like the most and this was one of them um over 45 in this game I really like that one so that was one favorite my second favorite is going to be that 32 total in Cleveland I, I know there's wind there's weather man it just seems too low <laughs> and that, that one might be the one that burns me but my last one is uh San Francisco at home minus the seven yeah I like that one as well um all right follow Ryan at dude man pa Ryan Reed we're going to bring in Zach Price, Zachonomics, deemed the future's guru, according to Ryan Reed. I'll take your word for it, Ryan. What's up, Zach? Welcome to the show. Dean, thank you so much for uh, having me on. Ryan, thank you for having me on. Um, if I'm the future's guru, well, you guys are, are just like the NFL spreads and totals gurus because I've been tracking. I know Ryan's win-loss record for the for the last month or so. It's been absolutely on fire. So. I've been taking notes this whole show. I got another show I'm doing later tonight. I'm probably just going to regurgitate Ryan's picks because uh, so far that's been money in the bank. Hey, I'm just along for the ride. I, I'm, uh, you know, by association, I'm getting credit here. I joined this show midway through the season. And if you actually do the splits, Ryan's probably actually been better without me if we're going to really get all technical. <laughs> but thank you. I, I will take the credit. Sure. Why not? Uh, by the way, did you have a thought on that? Ryan was throwing it out earlier in the show as far as um, – Maybe it's something you want to talk about. You're talking some NFL futures. Uh, rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. Like, they have to give their, the award to – even though nobody really officially deserves it, they have to give it to somebody. And he was talking to me in the Brock Purdy. Are you on board with that as well? I don't know. I, uh, the sample size is just so small. Um, Kenneth Walker really had things going there. I'm not sure even what the current odds are. I kind of left that market um, this year, focusing more on the Super Bowl and um, MVP. But um, – I don't know. Pretty. There's some games. There's some games to be played left. So you know, if he really, really, really continues on this pace, I, there's certainly a chance. But um, I'm a little worried about his, uh, uh, you know, total passing attempts, total yards. Um, but they got to give it to somebody. Recency bias is real too, but you make a good point, right? Um, yeah. So I'm curious. Uh, MVP is that is that something you're pre- prepared to talk about? Uh, big conversation. Hertz was. I think Hertz was the favorite. Now Hertz is. Probably done for the regular season. There's no, no reason to push them, yada, yada. And the market's flipped on its head. Now, all of a sudden, Mahomes is kind of in the driver's seat. Talk about that. Yeah, sure. So, you know, um, you know, let, let's let's just first talk about last year. Last year, we had, you know, Brady was leading the way for a long time. And Aaron Rodgers, with that recency bias, Dean, like came in strong at the end and overtook Brady. So, with Hertz not playing, and you, you know, if if what you said is true, and he doesn't come back in the regular season, it's really going to be who's hot at the end of the year. Mahomes already has the numbers right now. If he comes in with a few more of his 350 yard, four touchdown games, I think they have to give it to him. Um, Joe Burrow is a guy to keep an eye on. So he, speaking of coming on strong, I mean, he's he really has been playing well. The Bengals are in top form. He was without Chase for a while, still perform well. I think he's a dark horse. Um, you know, Hurts right now, I think, is about plus 550-ish. I mean, I could see them giving it to him. 
even if he doesn't play because of the record he's put up so far. But, you know, you mentioned that recency bias. It's so strong. This is a vote. It doesn't come down to who won the most or who has the most yards and touchdowns. It's whoever the voters are feeling at the time. So um, it would be hard for me to see Mahomes get overtaken. But, hey, watch out for Burrow. Yeah, you mentioned, uh, you know, the Hurts thing. I'm not certain that he's not going to play the rest of the season. I'm just kind of right. speculating. We'll see. I'm, I'm not stating that as a fact, to be clear. But it certainly seems like, especially if they lock everything up, which is possible, uh, you know, before the last game of the season. You mentioned Cincinnati. Their, their uh, schedule the rest of the way is, let's see. I just wanted to pull it up because I guess if they win out, uh, they got the Patriots, Bills, and the Ravens. They went out, they got a chance to get that one seed which is just sort of worth noting. And I guess that might matter to some voters if you're getting Burrow at nice odds. Ryan, you're still hanging with us. If you have any uh, thoughts, by the way, by any means, just feel free to chime in. Uh, otherwise, what else do you have here, uh, Zach, as far as other future yeah. What in your Wilson? Well, let's talk about the Super Bowl. I mean, um, again, I like to look in the in, to the past to, to try to figure out, well, what's going to happen? Um, you know, I do sp- – Futures for all sports, Dean, NBA, and, you know, some baseball and golf and NFL. NFL is just a different animal. You, you can never say that the favorite's going to win it all when we're playing one-game playoffs, you know, versus the NBA, which is a seven-game series, and the cream rises to the top. Um, we, we saw Cincinnati last year as a wild card, barely beat the Raiders on the last play of the game, barely beat the Titans on kick. Um, then they played that crazy Kansas City game where they were down 21-3, won that game almost won the Super Bowl. They were winning with like 90 seconds left or so before the final Rams drive. Um, so I'm going to look down the list. I'm not going to, uh, you know, at this point in the year, if I'm starting out at this point in the year, I'm not going to go after the Bills, the Eagles, the Chiefs even. Now the 49ers are interesting, but again, we don't know who their quarterback's going to be in the playoff. If it's going to be, you know, the, the, the last pick in the draft from, or if it's going to be Jimmy G who, who also has had his issues in the playoffs. So I'm going to look down the list. So a couple teams that stand out to me right now. And I know like, you know, the viewers are going to be all over me on this one. Cause I know a lot of the experts are, well, the Minnesota Vikings are 25 to yeah. one. Now their stats, you know, comparisons aren't great. They've, they've played not great against some bad teams, but they've, they've ended up winning these games. I know they got blown out by Dallas. They've ended up winning these games to keep that amazing record at, at whatever it is right now. I think they're about 10 and three or so. Um, they have a veteran quarterback, a great running back, the best wide receiver in the game. Um, with that combo right there, they're a dangerous team in, in any one game situ- situation. In any, any given Sunday, you know, they're, they're, they've got that division crown wrapped up. So I think at 25 to one, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe Hertz comes back rusty. Um, you know, maybe they get get involved in a in a division crown battle against the Buccaneers with a you know an aging Tom Brady, and that team obviously doesn't look very good. I, I think the value is there with Minnesota. Another team is is the is the Buccaneers. They're thirty three to one, <laughs> and they've been awful. They're they're below five hundred, but it almost seems like they're going to win that division. And if you get Tom Brady in the playoffs, we're starting the season over. So if you're going to give me Tom Brady in like a four game tournament at 33 to one, I'm got, I've got to take a flyer on it. He's been to, I think 50% of the Super Bowls in the last, you know, 14 years. I think he's been to seven Super Bowls. So, you know, just looking at value 33 on Tampa and Brady, assuming they're going to win that division, host a, host a playoff game, Minnesota. Now, if we go to the AFC, everyone wants to see Kansas city, Buffalo. 
Um, if we don't see Kansas City Buffalo, everyone wants to see Burrow against Mahomes again, see if Burrow can do it four times in a row. Uh, I'm looking at down the board, I'm looking at the Ravens. So you mentioned they played the Bengals last week of the year. That could be for the AFC North. If Lamar Jackson gets into the playoffs, you don't want to be staring him down as a defense in a one-game scenario because in, in, in a flash, he can put up that touchdown. He could go 80 yards on a run. He can throw a long bomb. Um, I would be scared to death to be, go against Baltimore in the playoffs. So um, if there is a team from back in the pack that could upset, you know, like a Bills, I mean, I mean the, 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 the Ravens had the Bills really pinned down gave up a, a lead. They had the Dolphins, we all know, in that one of the first weeks of the year that they were up 21 in the fourth quarter, gave up a lead. Maybe they've learned a few things along the way. If they can hold on to a lead, maybe they can make some noise. So those are the longer shots, Dean, I'm going for. I'm not going to give out any, oh, take the Bills at plus 375 right now. I'm going to go Vikings yeah. 25 to 1 over at DK and Caesars. Ravens 28 to 1, DK and Caesars. Tampa Bay's 33 to 1 at Barstool right now. Anything longer than Tampa at 31, I see Miami 35. Tampa's basically your cutoff point. Yeah, I, I it's a, good, a great call right there. Um, Miami, I do think, has a chance, but the AFC is just so crowded. I mean, Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, I'm throwing in Baltimore. Um, I don't think Tua has that playoff experience that maybe he needs to get all the way. Obviously, they have those amazing receivers, but I think that would be you know more of a learning experience for the Dolphins this year. Watch out for them next year. Um, after we've passed Miami, I mean, I'm seeing like the Titans without Tannehill. Um, the Jaguars are coming on strong. If you do want to take a crazy long shot, I think the Jaguars might be your bet. Lawrence is playing great. If we can call him the Burrow of last year, you know, one of these young number one picks that just the ceiling is, is, is the sky. Um, Lawrence would be a guy I think who, who has the potential to surprise win a couple of last second games like Burrow did, maybe get all the way. I just don't see it happening. So I'm going to cut things off with Tampa at 33, Baltimore 28. I'm going to stay away from the Chargers, Dean. Again, I think they need that playoff experience. They have that great D line, which is huge. Um, but I want to see Herbert play in a few playoff games first. You got anything else as far as futures? That's all I'm going to give out on the show right now. Anyone can follow me at Zachonomics. I put out my futures plays. I've got the Eagles at 50 to one preseason. I've got the Cowboys at 100 to one when Dak got injured. But you know, I make my boo boos as well. I got a little too heavy on the Packers. Again, the Packers still could be a crazy dark horse to get in there. But we got to wait to see if they actually make the playoffs before putting some money down. Right, I see you're still hanging out. You got anything to, to throw in here as far as this conversation, or you're just kind of uh, taking it all in? just taking it all in sorry a little bubble just popped up in front of my unmute cost me a few seconds there <laughs> yeah i got nothing else to add i was just sitting back and making some notes off of the uh, futures guru and there's some things i'll probably look at here after the show and see if there's anything we can uh, get on top of before the playoffs and the end of the seasons yeah my apologies i didn't mean to catch you off guard that was the uh, the behind the lines we cool to bring in zach uh, at zach among uh, at zachonomics on the old twitter Ryan is at DudeManPa. I am at DFS underscore Almanac. That was Behind the Lines Week 16. We do appreciate you all watching. Good luck this week. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Enjoy yourself. Take something down. Win some money. We're out of here. Holler. Uh